to this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Before we begin the episode in earnest tonight, I want to first of all thank God for a truly, uh, truly awesome Thanksgiving weekend. My wife and I, we had several family members at the house, including my mother, my sons, three sons, and a daughter-in-love, uh, uh, some of my wife's family from Philadelphia. We just all came together, and the love, the fellowship, the fun, it was just all so fulfilling. You know, I'm, I'm tremendously thankful for the Lord's goodness and His providential care every single day of my life. I begin today by thanking the Lord for His goodness. But when you join with families at the holiday, you know, it just shifts the love and the joy into overdrive, seemingly. And uh, so we just enjoyed it. And I sincerely hope that your holiday was as blessed as mine was. Thank God and looking forward to the next time. All right, so for tonight's episode, we want to continue talking about managing conflict. Last week, we began to discuss the subject of managing conflict, and I told you early on last week that there was so much to cover that we would have to continue uh, the subject into this week. And so let's get going again with uh, ma managing conflict part two. Uh, remember, first of all, whenever you're talking about these words, and some words sound commonplace, everyone uses them, but you need a working definition, and that simply means let's define the word for the purpose of our uh, period of communication, for the purpose of our coming together. Let's define it. And, and I want to give you my working definition of conflict. Conflict is simply unsettled disagreements that cause stress in a relationship. Unsettled issues, unsettled matters, unsettled disagreements that cause stress in a relationship. And, and you know, conflict is the issues we have that we don't resolve. And as long as those issues remain unresolved, there remains a certain level of stress and tension in the relationship. Ever been around anybody that you, you, you seem like you're walking around on eggshells when you're around them? There's, there's just a tension in the air when you're around them. That simply means that there's some issue that has not been resolved, and that equals conflict. And this elevated stress and the elevated tension, it puts stress on the relationship. And a relationship that's under prolonged stress, that relationship is going to deteriorate and sooner or later it's just going to give way and break apart. Let me say that again. When the relationship is under stress and the stress is coming from unresolved issues and unresolved conflict, that presses a relationship, that stresses a relationship. And if that relationship doesn't get help for those situations, those issues, those matters, the prolonged stress that's on that relationship is going to cause the relationship to deteriorate. And sooner or later, it's just going to give way. When we don't resolve issues and when we don't resolve the disagreements and conflict, you know, we're dooming our relationships because we don't resolve it. And when we don't resolve it, it allows resentment and bitterness to build up. And sometimes we're angry and forget why we're angry, but we remember that we're angry <laughs> simply because of unresolved conflict. And resentment and bitterness eat away at the relationship just like a cancer eats away at a body. And oftentimes we may look good on the outside and we may sound good when we're talking, but on the inside we're being eaten alive 
because of unresolved conflict and the tension and the stress that's on the relationship. You know where your marriage is concerned? And you know, let me back up and say something right here. I want to expand the application of this uh, uh, of this talk and discussion tonight. These are the holidays and oftentimes uh, the holidays are time when families do come together. Unfortunately, the holidays are also a time when families do not come together because they already know they have unresolved conflict. And when they come together, they're not going to be able to deal with it. Nobody wants to confront it head on, and we don't know how to deal with it. So I'm applying this discussion tonight to every relationship in the family, especially family. We, we're always speaking to marriages. We're always speaking to families. But I'm, I'm applying this to every relationship tonight. And so many of our family relationships are filled with resentment and bitterness and the resentment and the bitterness. They're eating away at our relationships just like a cancer eats away at a body simply because we have unresolved conflict. We did not close the issue. And in any relationship, I'll say this again and I won't stop saying it, in any relationship, conflict is normal simply because every one of us is so different. There are no two of us that are just alike. Identical twins are not just alike. At some point, they want to go their own way. No matter how much they try and dress alike, how much they try and look alike, talk alike, even identical twins are totally different. With the same exact 100%, the same DNA, they're still totally different with their own personalities. So conflict is normal. Everyone should look at your spouse and think about the ones who you have relationships with. Think about those with whom you have conflict in a relationship. The relationship is stressed out. You should tell yourself right now, conflict is normal. The problem is not resolving the conflict. That's the trouble in a relationship. And I want to tell you something also. There's another dynamic that takes place in unresolved conflict. <clears throat> Unresolved conflict has a way of bringing about feelings of hopelessness, negative thinking patterns. A person in constant unresolved conflict can start feeling like they're never coming out of it. At the same time, they start feeling like they have no other option. They don't know any way out of it. And when it's in a marriage, one or both in the marriage relationship may sink deeper, sink deeper and deeper into despair until they just give up. I don't have a way out of this. I've been in conflict so long we can't win. We've talked, we've talked, we've talked at one another, but we can't seem to talk to one another. We can't seem to hear one another. And they become despondent. They sink deeper into despair. They're discouraged. And one will sooner or later just give up. And they may give up and still not leave the relationship. And when they give up and stay in the relationship, that member in the relationship simply capitulates. They give in and they just take whatever treatment the other lays on them. Because they see no other way out. They see no help to resolve the conflict. Now you have a relationship that's all out of balance. There can be no genuine love that seeks the good of the other in this type of situation. 
And so I just wanted to mention that dynamic because somebody listening to me right now, you may you may find yourself in a similar situation. There's been conflict in relationship. It may be a sister and sister, a brother and brother, a son and a daughter, a father and a son, a mother and a daughter, whatever the case may be. There may have been conflict in the relationship so long that one of you has just capitulated. You've just given in and you're saying now, whatever Whatever happens, that's what happens. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. But I hope to encourage you tonight, tonight and let you know it doesn't have to end there and it doesn't have to always be that way. If you're going to have real love, though, if you're going to have genuine love, that type of love that seeks the good of the other, sacrificial love, you're going to have to resolve conflict. All right. Now, last week we talked about dirty fighting versus clean fighting. Uh, and the first thing I want to do, I want to delete the term fighting. Because we can be married, have marriage relationships, and we can have familial relationships, sibling relationships, where we don't have to fight. We do not have to fight. We may argue. And remember now, just like conflict, arguing is so very, 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 very natural. Arguing is a natural dynamic in a relationship, and arguing simply means that we have a difference of opinion or difference in views, and we engage in discussion to settle the matter. Yeah, we really want to win the other over to our side, and, and, and because we really feel it, we feel it deeply, uh, sometimes the arguing gets passionate. But it doesn't mean we're doomed. It doesn't mean we're in trouble. Remember, the key is resolve the conflict. So instead of talking about uh, reminding you of dirty fighting and clean fighting tonight, I want to take a moment and just remind you about, uh, uh, we'll put it this way, dirty arguing and clean arguing. Dirty arguing and clean arguing. And remember, that dirty arguing, that, that's the type of interaction that it, you intend to hurt. In dirty arguing, you intend to cause pain. You intend to hit below the belt. The only thing on your mind is coming out ahead. You, 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 the only thing on your mind is getting your own way. The one thing that's on your mind is making your partner look bad so you can look better. That's dirty, dirty arguing. Dirty arguing tries to get back at the partner, tries to get back at the other person in the relationship. Uh, dirty arguing tries to alienate the other person in the relationship, tries to humiliate them. Dirty fighting is simply concerned with winning. I have to win. I have to win. And then there's clean arguing. Clean arguing works diligently to find a solution to the issue that works for the relationship and not just for one person in the relationship. Clean arguing asks the question, what's going to be best for this relationship? And if you're into dirty arguing, something is wrong in your heart. If you're into that thing, if, you, if you're into dirty arguing, something is wrong in your heart. If, if you're into dirty arguing, if you're into hurting your spouse, uh, 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 if they can't do anything right, you just like to point out their wrongs. I'll talk about that in a moment. But if you're into dirty arguing, something's wrong in your heart and you need to do some soul searching. That clean arguing. Clean arguing 
helps you resolve issues. Clean arguing will help you resolve conflict. Clean arguing works hard to come up with a win-win situation. You know, you can argue and still be in love. If you believe in falling in love and being in love, you can argue and still love each other deeply because arguing simply means we have a difference of opinion. We may be passionate about those opinions, but we still love one another so very, very deeply, and we put the good way far ahead of the bad, and the good so much outweighs the bad that we're not going to get stuck trying to hurt one another, but we're going to look for a win-win to this situation so that we can move on deeper in our love. Love can even grow stronger after an argument. Because there is resolution and the husband and the wife or the brother and the sister or the parent and the child, they know each other better and they're determined even the more so to serve each other's needs. Remember that serving each other's needs? So the arguing can help one another if we're actually in it for a win-win situation. If we're looking for the win-win, arguing can help us. So you've got to know how you're going to deal when conflict arises. And, and I think right here is a good place just to take a station break and remind you that you're listening to Family and Marriage Clinic, Marriage and Family Clinic, uh, here at WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. We're here every Tuesday evening, 6 to 6.30 p.m. Do us a favor. I continue to ask you for this because it means so much and we really need feedback. But do us a favor, please. Contact us. You can email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com or you can inbox me on Facebook. You'll find Bishop Carl Hodges. Contact us. Let us know whether or not we're doing you some good. Give me some feedback. Is the program working? Is anything being said that's worthwhile? Are we touching any nerves? Are you benefiting from the strategies that we're offering? Contact us, please. Let us know if we're doing you some good. Remember, we'll be right here every Tuesday evening, 6 to 6.30 p.m., 1330, 1350, excuse me, on your AM dial. Now, when it comes to, we definitely want to engage in clean arguing versus dirty arguing. Dirty arguing only wants to win. Clean arguing is concerned about the relationship winning concerned about the fulfillment, uh, being in a fulfilling, uh, loving relationship. So you, you, you really need to be aware of the style that you take into the argument. And real briefly, I just talk about the three styles once again. There's the volatile conflict style. Uh, there's the validating conflict style, and there's the avoidant conflict style. In a volatile conflict style, you're, have you ever seen a husband and a wife, maybe, or sister and brother, mother, uh, mother and son, maybe? They blow up at one another when they do argue. Uh, the passions run high, emotions run high. Uh, they raise their voices, they shout, uh, uh, things like that. And they, they just seem to go off on one another. And then you see them an hour or two later, and everything seems to be fine. 
They go back and forth challenging each other. Uh, uh, they never seem to reach any resolution. And then uh, 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 a couple hours later, they seem to be fine. Somehow or another, somehow or another, they reach back mentally and psychologically and emotionally and they grabbed a hold of some good memory they grabbed a hold of some good experience and they brought that forward to today and they said you know what the relationship is mu is worth much more than the arguing than the conflict so we're going to be all right uh uh they decide that the good outweighs the bad uh, uh, even though they don't really come to resolution. That's what we call volatile conflict style. Also, there's a validating conflict style. If there's one that I would lift up above the others, it's going to be the validating conflict style because the validating style, we hope to, we, we, we hope to find a win-win situation. In this style, in this style, the validating conflict style, uh, couples are able to talk about their issues. Siblings and parents and children, they're able to talk about their issues. They're able to listen to each other. They're able to work out their problems and, and brainstorm and come up with an amenable solution that works for the relationship overall. They want the relationship to work. Winning doesn't even enter the equation. There's no such thing as winning in the validating conflict style. You're not, you're not associating your efforts with winning. You only win when both of you win. You only win when you come up with a solution that works for the relationship overall. And there is the avoidant conflict style. When there is conflict, you just get away from it. <laughs> you just walk away, you just get quiet, you don't deal with it, it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't get resolved, you just don't deal with it. Okay, so those are the three uh, uh, styles that we take into conflict. Keep that in mind. You've got clean arguing versus dirty arguing. We want to argue clean, looking for the win-win. We have those three conflict styles, uh, volatile, validating, and avoidant. You can research those some more on your own. Think about them, and information will come to you as you think about it. One of the main hindrances to conflict resolution is pride. One of the main hindrances to conflict resolution is pride. You know, either we hurt so bad or we're so embarrassed or we want to save face so badly that, that we... we, we drive ourselves into a corner and we don't come out unless we come out fighting because we got to get back to that win in order to recover from the embarrassment in order to save face in order to feel better about our hurt we've got to come out swinging we've got to come out fighting uh, uh but that's all pride whatever it is we get stuck in pride and we won't move past the hurt won't move past the embarrassment won't move past the thought of saving face and that pride can really get in our heart and make a really difficult uh situation even more difficult all right and, and when you're stuck in your pride and that's when you uh uh, uh relegate yourself to dirty arguing when you're stuck in your pride because you hurt you're going to make sure the one that you're arguing with hurts just as bad as you hurt somehow or another it makes you feel better when the partner you're arguing with hurts just like you're hurting but like i told you last week i'll reiterate this week also if you feel better when your spouse or when your sibling or when your parent or when your child hurts something is wrong in your heart 
And remember those questions. You got to search yourself and figure out what's really going on in your heart. You got to find out where you are in pride. Am I stuck in my pride? Ask yourself, am I stuck in my pride? Well, how do I know that I'm stuck in my pride? Because I always focus on my feelings. I always focus on my agenda. I always have to be right. I always have to make it all about me. My goals, my agenda. That means I'm stuck in my pride. I'm stuck in my pride if I'm a fault finder. I always point out my partner's faults. I always point out the faults of the one with whom I'm arguing. I even rehearse them when I know I'm going to talk about the situation. I rehearse their faults. <laughs> All right. That's how you know you're stuck in your pride and you're not going to get anywhere. Dwelling on the bad times. Dwelling on the bad times means you're stuck in your pride. Uh, 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 and definitely, definitely you've got issues if there's ever violence or threats. That's, that is such a sign of danger. You need to go get some help. Go get some help. Uh, if your emotions rise too quickly and you resort to hidden below the belt, you're stuck in your pride. Uh, when you call on the phone or Facebook or, or you know what I see oftentimes folks will air their problems on Facebook. They won't mention any names, but they'll say things like, you know who you are. That's stuck in their pride. They're trying to recover, trying to save face. Uh, that's just being stuck in the pride. You'll never get a win-win like that. Uh, ask yourself, I'm not in my pride when I'm the first to make up. When I'm the one who initiates the makeup, that's a good indicator that you're not stuck in your pride. All right. All right. Let me take a few minutes here. I wish I had time to discuss this longer, but let me take a few minutes here to talk about how to argue clean, clean arguing. All right. Get out of your pride. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. And the very first thing you got to do is you've got to train yourself to stay calm and control your anger. Proverbs 15 and 1 from the Message Bible says, <clears throat> A gentle response diffuses anger, but a sharp tongue kindles a temper fire. Those emotions beginning to rise, someone's going to have to remain calm. Why didn't it be you? Why not let it be you? Stay calm. Control your anger. Come back with gentle responses after considering the matter. That's the first thing. Stay calm. Control your anger. Address only one conflict at a time. <clears throat> you can't talk about, you can't have a clean argument, you can't have a productive argument that'll reach resolution if you're going to talk about seven or eight things at the same time. Ever notice how you're arguing, we seem to go off on rabbit trails, and then we forget what we're arguing about? Because you can only deal with one issue at a time. And then avoid accusations. Avoid accusations. Uh, don't accuse your spouse or your child or your parent or your sibling. Don't accuse them of being against you. Don't accuse them of trying to mess over you, trying to get the better of you, trying to take advantage of you. Accusations are only going to make the other party defensive. Walls are going to be built up. There's not going to be communication. You're not going to resolve anything. So avoid accusations. And then don't generalize. 
Whatever you do, don't generalize. You know what generalizing means? It's when we say, you always. And they don't always. Come on, let's be honest now. They don't always do whatever it is you say they do. So don't generalize. And generalizing is a good indicator that you're trying to deal with more than one conflict at a time, more than one issue at a time. Don't generalize. Deal with one issue at a time. And then refuse to hit below the belt. You have to refuse to hit below the belt. Even when you know you could get him good. Ooh, I could get her right here. I could get him right here. I know I've got him now. Don't take advantage of that moment. Do not take advantage of that moment. You will not reach resolution. So refuse to hit below the belt. And not only refuse to hit below the belt, but don't pile on issues also. Don't have an argument where it's tonight is the night where we go over all of the other person's problems and we just read off a list of problems looks like Santa Claus list or something and we just go over all of their issues don't pile up issues deal with one thing at a time just one conflict at a time keep your mind on the win-win all right so again stay calm control your anger address only one conflict at a time Avoid accusations. Don't generalize. Refuse to hit below the belt. And don't pile up issues. Alright? And remember this. Understand again. Let me reiterate this as strongly as I can. Conflict in a relationship is absolutely normal. The problem is not resolving the conflict. Conflict in a relationship, it's inevitable, it's automatic, it's going to happen, but you can love and grow and train yourselves and sow into each other and encourage and build up one another to when you, you, you arrive at a place to where you do have conflict, it doesn't take such a heavy toll on the relationship. When you do have conflict, it doesn't stress and press the relationship to the point of you feeling like you have to walk around on eggshells and it just disintegrates and deteriorates. So conflict is inevitable. Conflict is automatic. So let me give you a couple of guiding principles for managing conflict. We talked about clean arguing. Let me talk about three guiding principles for managing conflict. Train yourself. Be committed to resolution and reconciliation. Be committed to resolution and reconciliation. When you get up in the morning, you're committed to resolution and reconciliation. Whatever is going on, I'm committed to reconciling this difference with my spouse, with my parent, with my child, with my sibling. I'm committed to getting it right. And that means you're going to have to listen and you're going to have to respect and you're going to have to encourage each other. Every relationship that's going to be fruitful and fulfilling must be built on respect. If you can't respect the person you're in a relationship with, you're going to resort to dirty arguing. You're never going to reconcile any differences. You're never going to resolve any conflict if you can't respect them. And then you've got to listen. And one thing we don't do is we don't listen well. We call ourselves listening, but what we're actually doing is being quiet, waiting on our turn to speak. 
and we're forming ideas and we're forming opinions while the other person is sharing their heart and sharing their mind and sharing their opinions. And so we end up never hearing each other. You're going to have to practice listening. You know, when it comes to listening, you ought not uh, uh, respond to the person you're arguing with, or you ought not respond in the conflict until you can let that person know and they agree that you actually understand where they're coming from. Sometimes we call it active listening. My goodness, I'm running out of time very quickly here. Uh, uh, I, I really don't want to come back to a part three, but I may have to. Uh, uh, so... But let me say this real quick. So commit to resolution and reconciliation. Second guiding principle. Conflict is automatic. It's inevitable. So make up your mind now. I'm going to apologize and forgive. No excuses. Don't make excuses. Don't blame the other. Don't blame anybody else. Accept responsibility for your conduct. Accept responsibility for your shortcomings. Apologize for them. And then forgive. Even when you've been hurt. Hurt badly as we are in relationships sometimes, be ready to forgive. And some people often ask the question, well, do I have to forget if I forgive? Well, you, you really don't forget. I really, I, I may deal with this next week. You really don't forget, but the way that you get over it is even when you don't forget, you make sure you forgive. You make sure you release them of accountability. You make sure you get yourself to the place where you no longer feel like they owe you for wronging you. And then what you do is you start to make brand new memories to flood the old memories. That's how you deal with it. And then you've got to know when to call a third party. You have to know when to call a third party. You may call a pastor. You may call a good friend to mediate between you. Sometimes we really need professional counseling. Don't be afraid to admit it. If you've been dealing with conflict for a long time and it's not getting better, you may need professional counseling. You need some kind of help because if you could have fixed your problem by now, if you could have reconciled your conflict, it would have been done by now. So know when to call a third party. All right. And, and so I want to leave you with that on tonight. So we talked about uh, uh, conflict being inevitable. It's automatic. It's absolutely very, very normal. The problem is not resolving conflict. You got to get it resolved. We're going to resolve it with clean arguing versus dirty arguing. And in clean arguing, we were looking for the win-win. Looking for the win-win. All right. So, again, I, I appreciate you joining in with us on tonight, this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Uh, you've been listening to us on WGPL 1350 AM. Uh, do me a favor. Let us know you're listening. Let us know if we did you some good tonight. Uh, send me an email with your questions or your anecdotes, your own stories and testimonies. Uh, you can email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. You can also inbox me on Facebook. Look me up, Bishop Carl Hodges. Again, I want to wish everyone happy holidays god bless you don't eat too much enjoy family and friends spread the love and we'll see you next week this is bishop hodges your host saying that you can't have peace without surrendering to the prince of peace see you next week